0: All right, welcome back to the Blue Brother Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. We bring you Michigan football and Lions football each week during the football season. And uh, before we jump into this, actually, we're just going to be talking about Michigan football, really, uh, here this episode, because it's going into the bye week for Lions. I want to mention something real quickly, um, because I have found myself in a little bit of predicament. But if anybody knows somebody who has one ticket for the Saturday game, Michigan versus Iowa, go ahead and shoot me a message. Uh, I've got a couple feelers out in a couple different areas, but I'm looking for one single ticket. So I'll put that out there if anybody has any leads.
1: If somebody Um, just wants to send him a link to StubHub, you, you can just do that.
0: Hey, you know what? I am asking around, and I do know what StubHub is. Thank you very much, but I figured I would check around and everything so thanks, man for the vote mm-hmm. count. um but yes, um, a couple quick things as a reminder. um, we do our sports episodes on Monday night, so if you have any Voicemails that you want to leave for re game recaps or game previews. Need them by 9 PM on Mondays. You can call us at two five or sorry, five, five, one, two, five, eight, three, two, seven, six. I forgot the area code there the first time. So that's five, five, one blue bro. If you ever want to leave us a voicemail like Ray and Steven did in our preview episode, um, is there anything else we need to mention or?
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I think we, we mentioned some other things in the last episode. So uh, yeah. our red bubble store and all that kind of stuff,
0: red bubble anchor, all that good stuff. I'm going to probably yeah. remember something later and feel, uh, feel like an idiot, but all right, we'll go ahead and jump into things. Or there will be silence because I had that muted. Never mind, here yeah. we go. <laughs> All right, back to Michigan football. Uh, Well, we find ourselves here doing the preview for number 19 Michigan hosting number 14 Iowa. Uh, The over under for that game is 48 and Michigan is a negative five. A uh, five-point favorite. Well, I don't know why I would say it that way. Um, it has been going down a little bit because I believe they started off as a seven or a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Then it went to six-and-a-half, and now we're sitting at five. So um, take that for what it's worth. Uh, the game is noon on Fox this weekend. Like I said, I'm planning to be down there. Or I will be down there for sure because somebody I know out of state is going to be in Ann Arbor that weekend. So I mean, I hang out with them Saturday and most likely be in the game itself. So uh, a couple things for me to mention before we kind of just open things up for the discussion. Uh, the overall win loss for the two teams, uh, Michigan has 47 wins over Iowa and 15 losses. There have also been four ties. Uh, I was only on a two-game winning streak right now. They played in 2016 and 2016. I think we're both pretty familiar about 2016. Um, Not really looking good for Michigan in recent years because they only have one win in the past six matchups. So take that for what it's worth. Um, Granted that four of the six games were in Iowa City. All of them were losses but they split the games in Ann Arbor. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that's not the case, but I was always a tricky opponent. Usually the games are relatively close, but sometimes um, there's the occasional blowout. Uh, It's kind of odd and interesting that they don't play more often, but I am. I can say that I'm very glad that it is in Ann Arbor, especially with how uh, uh, awkward things have been for Michigan this season already.
1: Um, yeah, and Iowa's uh, Kinnick Stadium is always a hard place to play at.
0: Oh yeah, always. Uh, interestingly enough, there's si- some uh, a little bit of crossover here for the uh, games that they played so far. Iowa is undefeated, four zero. They have played two teams that Michigan has already played. So they played Rutgers and they played Middle Tennessee. Um and interestingly enough, uh, I was looking for highlights of the Iowa Rutgers game, and it's almost like that game doesn't exist. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> find anything. Um uh Iowa did the same as Michigan did and pitched a shutout for that game. Uh their score, however, was 30 to zero. Um they also played a home game against Middle Tennessee, similar to what Michigan did. They finished it off 48 to 3, while when Michigan played them, it was the score of 40 to 21. Then another team that they played was Miami, Ohio, which honestly, when you look at the score, is not very telling of that game. It, the final was 38 to 14, but um, with six minutes left in the game, it was a 10 point game. So they kind oh, of man. they kind of blew the top off of that there at the end. So, honestly, I mean, nothing too intimidating about Iowa so far other than, you know, being 4-0 undefeated. Um uh, when they played on the road at Iowa State, they had a 1-point win, 18 to 17. Kind of got a little bit lucky, of course, not saying that this would have determined the outcome of the game, but Uh, They were forced to punt the ball away to Iowa State. And the way that ended, there was like a minute and a half left in the game, I think. Um, Iowa State botched the punt by a Cyclone player blocking an Iowa player during the punt. And then they actually, the Cyclone player ran into their own player who was catching the punt. And so then when the ball knocked off of him, an Iowa player landed on and that was was it. Wow. They they just had to kneel the game away. So uh, while Iowa, yes, is undefeated, uh, they have been able to put up some decent points. I mean, outside of the Iowa State game, they've been scoring 30-plus points a game. Um, Their average is actually 33.5, while holding opponents to an average of 8.5 points a game. Um, I'm, I'm not going to stand here and say that they're not good. Uh, they, they scheme really well. I, I think that's a good way to put it. Iowa knows how to game plan well, and, uh, they've got some good things going for them. I mean, that's why they've been able to upset Ohio state before and different things like that. Um, and that's why they can really suck to play at connect stadium. Um, so that being said, Brandon, what are some of your thoughts for Michigan going into this game?
1: Um, this is definitely going to be a game, another game too, where it's like, you got to show us what you got. Um, you know, I was not a big pushover, you know, like Rutgers. So, you know, I'm hoping that they come out and show us something so we can at least have an idea of where they're at, you know, going from. The lowest of lows with that Wisconsin game to the highest of highs with the Rutgers. Um it's gonna be interesting to see what goes on here. Um like you said, I'm happy that it's at Michigan Stadium because we always have a hard time playing at Kinnick. Mm-hmm. You know, just looking at some Iowa's players here. Uh the quarterback is uh Nathan Stanley. Um, you know, they got a, a handful of running backs. I don't know if you noticed that. But it seems like each game there's a different running back that leads in rushing. Yeah. So they got Torrin Young, Mackay Sargent, and Tyler Goodson were the three major ones that I noticed. Um, hmm. You know, they kind of spread the ball around a lot. Um, but, you know, like I said, with the running back by committee, basically. And, you know, a few receivers, too, that are kind of thrown in the mix it's you know if you haven't really watched iowa like i haven't watched them too much this year it's kind of hard to figure out who their go-to guy is yeah uh and one thing you were talking about with crossover with michigan uh you forgot to mention that oliver miller or oliver martin oh, oh yeah oliver martin. oliver martin is on iowa
0: yes i was uh hoping to get to that but yeah that's good to bring up uh yeah former Michigan Wolverine uh is now a Hawkeye so
1: um, <laughs> yeah definitely not Oliver Martin that was a a basketball player for the Pistons who like ballooned in weight <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um i have not seen um, what his stats are so far in the year. But, I mean, he's been active. So, yeah, mm-hmm. one thing to bring up about that uh, trio of the running backs that you were talking about, which is uh, crazy to think about, the, the middle Tennessee game that they just got done playing, um, their last opponent, they almost had three running backs over 100 yards.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very similar offense to Wisconsin.
0: Yeah.
1: It's yeah. ground and bound. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the, the way I was always been, always will
0: be. Yeah, their uh, numbers right now, they're relatively even. Whoops, never mind, nobody listened to that. I don't know why. Thank you, stupid computer. I have everything muted and paused, and then it's like, what you want to listen to that now? No, I don't. Um, so they're relatively. Even in their attack, because they have 870 rushing yards and 990 passing yards. Um, like they are dangerous with both. They've got, I mean, they are kind of known around as the tight end university. They really utilize those tight ends a lot. Um, well, then you sit and you look at Michigan, where Michigan has broken a thousand yards passing. Um, but man, Rushing now. Granted, of course, you're throwing that horrible Wisconsin offensive performance in here, but Michigan's just broken 500 yards rushing. Wow! So, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty stark there, pretty drastic. Um, and Iowa has been holding their opponents to low uh, rushing numbers, so there might be more of an attempt or um, more of a opportunity for michigan to capitalize throwing the ball which is honestly thinking about good for them because they are definitely better passing the ball than they are running the ball right now um, with charbonnet um for those of you who didn't see or didn't hear harbaugh was mentioning that um nothing's necessarily wrong with charbonnet but they are wanting to uh wean him off a little bit because he was overused in the army game and so they are trying to pull back on you know not running him too many times and essentially wearing him out which that is what it is i mean maybe there are some other things but that was their explanation so um uh Iowa for third down conversions is sitting right at 50% which is pretty darn good um mm-hmm. uh, Mi- Michigan's behind them at 40% so um i
1: are you worried about this game? How worried about, are you about this game? Um, I'm cautious, I guess, because you know it kind of reminds me of the Wisconsin game. Because who has Iowa really even played? Yeah. Aside from Iowa State, who gave them good game. Um, but other than that, who have they really played? You know, they're putting up some decent numbers, but. They haven't played really anybody of note, and that kind of worries me because yeah. you really don't know what to expect.
0: Yeah, they haven't played anyone with a lot of athletes. I mean, I know out of their the four teams they've played, Iowa State is definitely the team that has the uh, best athletes. It was on the road, and they had a one-point win. But, yeah, I mean, they haven't played – Wisconsin, they haven't played. I mean, the Big Ten team that they played is Rutgers. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's tough to say. I will say, I mean, they are like this is Iowa is a weird team because they are so up and down each and every year. The thing that seems to be relatively consistent about them, again, like I said, they scheme really well. Uh, they wind up finding ways to pick apart the other team offensively and defensively. And if adjustments aren't made, you know, it can be a close game until the very end. They also are pretty well disciplined because um, mm-hmm. they don't usually have a lot of penalties. Right now, when you look at it, Michigan's had 26 penalties for almost 200 yards. Uh, Iowa's only had 16 penalties and they only have 104 penalty yards. So. I mean, they're a well-disciplined team. Uh, They're not flashy, like you said, Brandon. They do a lot of things kind of like Wisconsin, but they do not have the athletes uh, or the size exactly like Wisconsin does. If this was in Iowa, I'd be like, we're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But since it's at home, it's a noon game. It's a little optimistic. I will say this: I know that they just played Rutgers. Good for them. They righted the ship, however you want to say. And Iowa is going to be the next most difficult opponent that they've played. Uh, well, maybe since Wisconsin Army is just a little bit tricky because of the weird offense that they run. But yeah. um, but they, if Michigan finds themselves in a difficult situation, like that's the thing about the Rutgers game. Like they just kept rolling. But if Michigan finds themselves in a situation where they have to fight back or they screw something up really badly, if they turn over on their first offensive drive, I don't know if they'll be able to fight back from that. Like, have have the mental uh, woes been fixed in a week? I I think that that's too – being much too optimistic to say something like that, but – so, I'm, I don't know.
1: Cautiously optimistic?
0: I don't even really know if I want to say cautiously optimistic. Am I seeing this right, where they've only lost
1: one fumble? I hate Iowa. Iowa? Yeah. They've only lost
0: one fumble, and they've had zero interceptions.
1: Wow. So, yeah, um, they don't make mistakes, in other words.
0: Yeah. Again, well-disciplined. hmm Wow. This is stupid. Like, it's almost like the exact opposite of Michigan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so... Uh.
0: Um, but yeah, they uh, they're gonna try to get on a pound. It, they they have the offensive line that is capable of opening up space for the running backs. Um, so if the uh, defense backs for Michigan are not ready, uh, they could easily get burned. I was watching some of the tape and they. They can get to the edges. They don't – I mean, some of them are quick, yes. You don't have those super, super fast athletes that you see on some teams. But if they get space and they get the holes wide enough, they will get enough speed Um, by the time they hit the second level. And if the defense is not paying attention, they will get burned.
1: So, yeah, and with Iowa, it's funny because they always like – it's funny how a lot of these schools produce like one or two different positions really well for the NFL, mm-hmm. And you know, Iowa on offense, they're two areas they're always good at is tight end, like you mentioned, and offensive line. Yeah. Then on the defense, I'd probably say linebackers because they usually create some pretty good linebackers.
0: Yeah. Nothing nothing too flashy
1: hmm.
0: So. But yeah, I mean, this honestly, you know, this makes me think of uh, Cone with the quarterback situation with Wisconsin. He doesn't he doesn't have to be amazing. He doesn't have to be flashy. Uh, he just has to be consistent and be able to give a passing threat. So I feel like a lot of this is very similar to the Wisconsin gaming plan where it's just like shut down the run enough and completely disrupt the the passing game. So you make them one dimensional. Um, But obviously we saw then how that happened with Wisconsin. Now, granted, they don't have a tailor for running back, but when you have three capable running backs, I mean, those are different styles and different capabilities. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh, That's
1: another funny trend too with Iowa is that they always seem to have quarterbacks that can do enough to win the game and they don't make mistakes. Uh, it makes me think of Bethard that they had a few years ago or Bethard. Bethard's. Huh? Yeah. 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 And then before that, I remember um, Drew Tate back in like the mid 2000s, early to mid 2000s.
0: Yeah. They're one of those teams that's just like it just kind of bothers you a little bit. There, I I feel like there's very uh, a distinct possibility that Michigan could you know blow them out of the water kind of. I'm not saying like pitch a shutout and put up like 50 points, but I'm just essentially saying like easily control the game. But then mm-hmm. again, at the same time if they turn the ball over once, if they have like some stupid something happen, like one play breakdown on defense and give them like a 90-yard touchdown run or something that Michigan would be like, what do we do? How do we fight back from this? (laughs) So yeah, it's, they, it's kind of like the way we viewed the lines in the first three weeks. Uh, This is like new territory for Michigan where you just have to wait and see it. There's too many question marks. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Uh, cautiously optimistic. Okay, sure. Uh, if they play the way they did against Rutgers, they should be able to win the game. But it's, I mean, they still had a turnover, one turnover in that game. And the defense looked vulnerable, to be honest. And Patterson missed, uh, uh, clear decision-making with some of his, uh, with some of his vision. So, you know, I mean, when you play against a well-disciplined team, that is very stout with uh, their linemen and things like that. How how far is it going to get you? I mean, Michigan mm-hmm. hasn't exactly been blocking and creating holes for their running backs very well, so the running game has been very difficult. As you see, the fact that they barely gotten over five hundred rushing yards in the first four games. Yeah. So what? How? how far is it really going to go for them? Are they going to, re- is Michigan going to be one dimensional in this game? Which honestly, I mean, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing because they have so much talent, wide receiver, but you have to be able to recognize when a wide receivers open too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm, I am like I, I said before they played Rutgers, they could blow Rutgers out a hundred at zero and that doesn't tell us anything. So I am, I am, practically going into this game as if they just played Wisconsin last week and saying there's a lot that you have to show us because right now we – nothing is proven because playing a yeah. game against Rutgers does not really prove anything.
1: No, not at all. So,
0: uh, any – anything to add
1: or – No, I think we – um I think I've covered everything I wanted to say. Uh you want to get into scores and stuff.
0: Yeah. Was there um was there anything worth mentioning? Did anything come up just before we go into that about um the Lions or anything uh going into the bye week? No, nothing interesting has come up, has it?
1: Uh no, not really. Just you know, looking to get some guys healthy. They got quite a few guys banged up. Um Hawkinson and Diggs got hurt. In um, the last game versus the Chiefs, and you know you got a few guys like Darius Slay, uh, Mike Daniels, and Deshaun Hand. They're yeah. all, you know, all trying to come back from injuries. Uh, heard report that Stafford's a little banged up as well. Um, you know, he really didn't show it Sunday, but yeah, you know, just you know, an extra week for these guys to heal up and you know take a little break and you know prepare for.
0: Monday night against the Packers. Nice division game there coming up later then. So, all right. Well, yeah, let's let's go ahead then and talk about predictions for Michigan this weekend. Uh, Again, it is going to be Michigan favored by five points against Iowa. Michigan coming in at 19, and Iowa is at number 14 undefeated. Uh, do you want me to go first, Brandon, or do you want to go first? No, oh, you can go first. Okay. <clears throat> um, gosh, what was it? I think the over under was like 48. I don't, I don't know. I guess I feel like that. That's pretty close. I, I'd, it's not going to be flashy. I don't think I, there could, if there's going to be a possible possibility of there being a lot of points, it's going to be something where Michigan just blows the top off of this. Um, and burns the Iowa defense. I don't really see that happening. Um, I think it's gonna be a close, tough game. I am going to go with...
1: oh man
0: Let's go with 27 to17 Michigan. Okay. This is gonna be mine. I'll take that. Um, maybe that's a little generous to Michigan, but, um, I don't know. Like I said, cautiously, cautiously optimistic. My feelings would be completely different if this was a road game. So Brandon, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, I was kind of thinking the same as you. I don't really see us reaching that, that total of 48. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a close game because, like you mentioned earlier, it's always a close game with Iowa. Uh, the, the score that just keeps going into my head is Michigan 20, Iowa 17. So we both have Iowa scoring 17.
0: Nice. All right.
1: As long as they bring out Moody to kick that field goal and not <laughs> <laughs> Nordine. Yeah, not Nordine, then we're good.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, interesting. Uh, The the thing that I'll say that I think is going to be a determining factor is that the passing game has to be on point for Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, that's what they've been leaning on the most. Uh, Michigan used to be the ground and pound and everything, but if they can get the passing game to be dangerous, that will open things. A lot of times, I feel like in years past, it's been like, okay, you need to get the running game going so that you can open up the passing game. Right now, Michigan has so much going for it in the passing game that they need to get that to be a credible threat that then that will open things up for the running game enough so that it keeps the defense uh, on their heels. So mm. I really think that that's where it falls to is how successful is the passing game going to be. Uh, are they going to be able to burn Iowa defense uh, secondary deep uh, every once in a while? Um uh, go up, uh, going up-tempo against Iowa has proven successful for some of the teams. Miami of Ohio was doing that, and that's where they were able to keep things close until six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, so, yeah, I think if they can play clean, uh, really hoping for a for a few penalties and hopefully no turnovers, but a lot leaning on the passing game. So Patterson really needs to... See the open receivers in this game, so mm-hmm. um, then we'll go into game locks for the week. I've got the big 10, uh, you know, some tricky matchups and everything this week, but I think I'm gonna go ahead and take Maryland's, uh, covering the 13 and a half point spread over Rutgers. Um, I know Rutgers just lost their head coach, as Stephen was mentioning in the last episode. So who knows, maybe they'll come out a little different now and have uh, a little different motivation. But Maryland just got completely demolished by Penn State last week, so I feel like they're out to prove something and try to get them back on track. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be easy for them to put up more than 14 points, uh, win by more than 14 points against Rutgers. So Brandon, you, yeah, the let's NFL? See
1: so.
0: you got the uh, NFL then?
1: Yeah, um, I looked through a, th- a few of them. Uh, one really stood out to me, and um, that is the Cleveland Browns, um, and I just can't see them you know being an underdog to the, niner- to the Niners as much. I know the Niners haven't lost, but right now the Niners are a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Browns, and I... I honestly think the Browns are going to win that game. All
0: right. So 49ers not covering that three and a half point spread. Yeah. Browns are an interesting one. Well,
1: they are a little hard to figure out because one week they look bad. The next week they come out like this past week. They just killed the Ravens. They get beat by the Rams. The Rams aren't anything special this year. Next week they come out and they beat the Ravens 40 to 25. So yep. I, I don't, they're kind of hard to figure out, but I, I'm not sold on the 49ers. I think, you know, they, they've kind of got lucky, I guess, to be three and I just, I can't understand why they're three and zero right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll light that one in there. Uh, and then we finish up with a question of the week. Uh, so we've just got one this week with Michigan football and I'm going to go ahead. And since I was saying, like I uh, mentioned that the passing game is going to be in my opinion, the most important thing going in for uh, Michigan this weekend. My question is which wide receiver will have the most yards against Iowa. So to go through here, and this is actually going to be receivers with the most yards to receivers with the least amount of yards. Uh, we've got Ronnie Bell, Excuse me, Nico Collins, Tariq Black, Donovan People Jones, and Giles Jackson. Um Johnson's also in there as having uh gone some passing yards this year. So those are those are your main ones to choose from. Um man. I, I'm torn. That's a tough call. Do you have one ready or um I think
1: I don't know. people's jones
0: uh interesting okay he's yeah he's like fourth on the list right now
1: yeah but he also missed what two games oh true true
0: um man well he was he was not the one i was going to go to um i i always like nico collins because um, he is just <laughs> i don't an-
1: your guy yeah you know, people's jones is kind of by guy that's kind of funny
0: but usually Collins isn't the one. I know he had it last game against Rutgers. He's usually not one that catches and has a lot of yards after the catch. Because um, usually he catches it and, like, he strong arms it and then he makes the reception. Um, I think I'm going to go with – Patterson seems to have a weird favoritism with Ronnie Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Bell. Um, getting the most yards against Iowa, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll see who winds up being because that's definitely a wide open question. So, all right, I think that is basically it, Brandon. Did we miss anything? Did you have anything else, or
1: uh, I don't think so. Um, you know, we only got the one game to talk about. You know, the Lions are on bye week and they come back the following week they'll be going against the Packers on Monday night football. So that one should be interesting. We'll talk about that next week.
0: Yeah. So I think, I think we kind of got it covered. So it'll, it's a, it's a test for Michigan this weekend. That's for sure. So, Mm -hmm. all right. Well, with that, we always appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, You can always check us out. We're on Twitter. Uh, Blue Bros underscore Caleb. Uh, Brandon is at Hey Beardmon. That is M O N. At the end, uh, we have our Facebook page, uh, Blue Brothers Sportscast, and our home channel for our podcast is on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Blue Bros. I think that's most of it. And so we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.